We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome to the Bride Time Live show with your host, Dr. June Knight. Tell us your name and the name of your ministry and where you're located. Okay. I'm Bishop James E. Holloway of St. Louis, Missouri. All right. Solomon's Temple Church. Yeah. Uh, we're central uh, in, in, in Midtown. We're in Midtown, and we have a, a wonderful ministry. We help people, and we just love souls. As a matter of fact, the whole theme is all about souls. Oh, that's awesome. Now, when you say that you're involved in your community, what do y'all do? Well, we feed people every Friday. We've been doing it for years, and I've been in ministry over um, 40-some years. So we feed people. We feed families on Christmas. We feed them. We clothe them. We give toys. And so this is something we do on a regular basis, and we love our community, and our community love us. Well, so you said you've been in this over 40 years. Yes. Now, I'm going to pull off of your wisdom a little bit here for a minute. I've got to ask you, sir, okay, in our country in 40 years, uh, there's been a huge shift over the past few years. Uh, what, What do you see, like, that's happened to the church as a whole in our country, and what do you think we should do to overcome it or whatever. Okay. Well, we see uh, now there's a new generation coming up who many times have not really been nurtured. They have not sit long enough under pastors with wisdom and knowledge. So they're taking the, they're going forth, but they really, uh, they're novice, many of them. And so we see that happening. And so people, the crowds are following them, but brawls the way to lead to destruction. Yeah. So you must remember they got to be wisdom. That's why he left the elders here for wisdom to teach the young one how to minister, how to be humble, how to be patient, and how to love people. So I see a lot of this is changing. So God's going to have to begin to raise up 
those have been going for a long time because raises it back up again. <laughs> well, that was the word tonight. Hey, listen, I want to say that uh, when you talk about the way that the young people were raised up and the young people uh, do not have the understanding of God as their power uh, and as their strength, you know, uh, when it comes to that and it comes to our generation uh, as leaders, does it not cause you to reflect? Like, how have we failed you, Lord? For instance, one day I was at a LGBT rally of people that were delivered from that. It's yeah. called the Freedom Rally. And I was there watching all of these young people that have been so traumatized by their life because of their parents' bad decisions. And I was sitting there behind the camera, and I was just weeping to the Lord, like, Lord, I'm so sorry because this is a reflection of the church. This is where we have failed, you know, teaching their parents and and helping their parents to see what sin is so they don't go there, you know, type of deal. Anyways, it's just a reflection of where we, our generation has failed the younger generation. What do you think, sir? Yeah, many of the parents um, have failed them. But there's always hope because God True. will always make a way because all souls belong to him. Yeah. We've had people in our own ministry got transformed from that lifestyle. Yeah. And if you saw them today, you wouldn't believe they ever was in that. But wow. many of them will have testimonies of how they were abused by their parents, yeah. how they were neglected by their parents. A lot of things went on drama in their own life to cause them to go that way. Yeah. But, you know, the love of Jesus Christ must be shown at all levels. Yeah. You know, let them know that Jesus still love them. He still loves us all. Right. So we have to learn to love him. Just yeah. love people. Right. So if you could talk to America today, uh, what advice after your 40 years of serving in the ministry, and we have many ministers uh, from across the country that watch this, what would you say to them? Would it be a route? A correction like she did tonight or an encouragement or what what would you say well i would say to america because it's a it's a great great country in god we trust yeah. and you never get away from that no matter what we do uh i would say to america the only way to get back on a pathway and uh, get back in the real lane of really doing the power doing the work of god and then the power really being released in america america has to really repent America needs to repent of its sins, of things yeah. we've done, things we know we're doing. And I believe if we repent, like Second Chronicles 7 14, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves yeah. and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and then I will forgive their sins and heal their land. So God has given us a mandate that America has to repent because we yeah. are leaders. We are a great yeah. country. Yeah. And anytime you're a great leader, you're going to have a great attacks from the enemy, from, yes. from, from within. From within. Many times our attacks come within, and then we see it is rotting away. Yes. And we see now the families. We see the crushing of so many things because inside we got things that's falling apart. Yes. But God's able to restructure. If we would come to him and say, Lord, we have sinned, forgive us, and God will have mercy on us. Well, how do we do that, though? I mean, like, do we, as ministers of churches, 
How, I mean, do they do that with their church, or is it like an individual thing, or do we need to do this from the president down, or what? What do you think? Well, the leaders always, it always starts with the leaders. So I would say from the president on down, uh, and every uh, main church should be able to realize how important it is for all leaders to really get in prayer and begin to seek the face of God and encourage one another to do what's right. Yeah. Every 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 ministry or every country have leaders, and we're to pray for our leaders. Bible teacher, he said, pray for your leaders. So the churches have a responsibility to pray for our president, whether we agree with him or not. The prayers of the righteous are very much, and so that's what we have to do. From our lead, call the leaders' name out in prayer. All the leaders of our country leaders of our churches, of our community, and begin to have intercessive prayer warriors that know how to really intercede day and night. Well, I really appreciate your uh, input into that because I don't know if you know this, but there is a a great move in Washington, D.C. Uh, for repentance. I know of a gentleman, he's been working on this, I think, seven years uh, to try to do a national day of repentance. And then many organizations are coming together to do it, like FRC, which is the Family Research Council. Okay. You know, so they all, I'm telling you, from all the prayer networks that I know of, all of them are saying the same thing. Yeah. Okay? Our country, we have got to repent to God. So I'm almost so sure that the president knows this as well. So we just need to pray for the right timing that God would, you know, do like a synergy of the church with the president and us come together. So, sir, if you don't mind, we're going to pray for you and bless you and bless your ministry. So let's pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for this gentleman, Lord. We thank you for all the 40 years that he has sowed into the kingdom, Lord. All the stories that he has to tell, I imagine. And, Lord, we bless him tonight. The bride comes together in agreement, Lord, and we pray all success upon his ministry, Lord, upon his vision, that he would be revitalized just like she preached tonight, that he would be revitalized in his vision, revitalized in his body, healing in his body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, and the bride across the world come together in agreement that his vision and his mission by God would be successful. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, tell them how they can find out about where your church is or find out more about you. Okay. Well, you can always, um, we we locate at 5569 Page in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and we simply located so everybody know about Solomon's Temple Church. Uh, if you always could write us, uh, Solomon's Temple, 5569 Pace, St. Louis, Missouri, 63112. Or you could call us, uh, Eric Cole, 314-361-4460. You can get us on Facebook. You can get us even on streaming. Amen. So we are available to our community and to our society, to the social media. So that's how you get a hold of us. We'd be more than glad to welcome you to come to St. Louis. Amen. And fellowship with us. And we're looking for new friends. God bless you. Well, I want to ask you one other thing. Uh, a lot of these people watching as well are intercessors. 
okay? So, what is the biggest stronghold that you have to battle in your region that they can come in agreement with you about? Okay. Well, the biggest uh, problem, stronghold right now is dealing with killing. Uh, as you know, St. Louis has become one of the capitals of murders. And wow, so so, so we are uh, really praying, interceding. So I would love for interceding to pray that God will arrest the, the killing demon. It's a strong hope. But I believe as we pray, yeah. God will arrest that, that spirit and God will give peace to our city. So I encourage you, intercessors, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your concern. But call our name out. Call St. Louis' name out before the Lord. And I believe that God can arrest the enemy of the strong man. Yes. Amen. Thank you so much. You have a blessed evening, you sir. Too. God bless you. God bless you. Well, first, let me ask you something, if you don't mind staying just a minute. Sure. Uh, what was the greatest thing that you heard from her tonight? What was the thing that stuck out to you the most? Well, I think the most important thing I heard tonight was sharing with us how God is about to still raise up people. They're not forgotten because, they, because of their age. And how that those of the age are going to also be able to work with the young ones coming up. Yeah. I thought that was excellent because that's a generation of gap. Mm -hmm. But through the love of Jesus Christ and the power of God's word, uh, we can all dance together, young and old alike. Right. And, and, and if we do it right, we're going to really be a, a, a force against the spirit of darkness. Gotcha. Amen. God well, thank you, you so God much. Bless you. God, bless you. You. God bless you. God bless you, man. All right, Brad, well, we've got to go because they've got to shut the convention center down. We will be back tomorrow with more interviews. God bless you. God bless you, God bless you God sir. Bless. Thank you. That was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you.